Welcome everyone to today's Ohavet Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Nun Aleph. We will begin on Nun Aleph Amun Aleph at the top of the page. Today's Daf is available for sponsorship of opportunities. Contact Mike Solomon. Says the Gemara, Hahu Yatom Ve'Amana. There was a brother and a sister whose father had died, <coughs> and he had left them only. Metalton, only movable objects, no, no real estate. The they came in front of Rava, and they wanted to know, being that the son is the heir, what do they do about the girl? So Rava says, They said, give more money to the Yatom for the Yatoma. In other words, you'll give money for the Yatom, enough to cover both expenses. Isn't Rava the one who said that you can only take if the guy left Karka? Then you could take for the daughter, but you can't take for the son. You can't take if the guy didn't leave Karka, and here he didn't leave Karka. So why are you giving more to the son? And, we, and you said that, ben the mizoni, whether it's for the mizonot, the, the support of the daughter, ben the ketuvah, whether you give me the money to ketuvah, right? And ben the parnasa, whether it's parnasa. In either case, you won't be able to take for, um, from the ketub, from the non-karka items. So says the Gemara, Amar Lehu, Rav says back, no. Let's say the son would need a maid to take care of him. If the son would want a maid to take care of him, we would pay for the maid from the, from the Parnassah. Here, there's two things, which means this sister will also take care of the boy. And therefore, if we're going to give the boy extra money for her, it's, number one, it's a service for the boy. Number two, it also takes care of the, the daughter, which is something that the son would want also. Right. Now, Tanur Rabbanam went to the Baita. Whether you have property that has a lien, which means karka, whether it's property without lien, which means any movable objects like a car or, or a couch, we will take it away from the orphans, from the heirs, in order to give Parnasa to the woman and to the daughters. Rebbe, these are the words of Rebbe. If it's real estate, then we can take away from the heirs to give to the daughters. From the sons. In another case, you could take away for the daughters. From the, from the older daughters who... who who are holding it. So if you have younger daughters who need Parnassah and older daughters already happen to be holding the field while the father was alive, we'll take it away from them to give to the younger daughters.
Not only that, Minabanim will take away from the older sons, Libanim for for this for the for the younger sons. In other words, if you have younger sons who can't work, you'll take away from the older sons to support the younger sons. Libanim, Minabanot. You'll take away for the older for the sons, Minabanot from the daughters. If there's older daughters who are just holding it, you'll take it away for the sons to inherit it. That's Dafka Mirubim. That's only if they left a lot of property. And therefore there's plenty of money to take care of the sons and the daughters. Because then then you'll take away for the sons from the daughters. But this last case of taking away from daughters who are holding something for the sons, we do not do that if there's not enough property. Then the girls will go first and we will not take away from the girls to give to the sons their inheritance. That's the right time. But if you have, that's all if you have um, real estate. But if you have movable objects, a vehicle or something else, you could take away for the young sons from the older sons. For the young daughters, from the older daughters who are holding it, that's the same. You could take away for the sons from the daughters, which means the sons who are inheriting from the daughters who happen to be holding it, but you can't take out for, for the daughters from the sons. So we see over here that according to Ashba, he, he disagrees and he says that when you can't take away, when it comes to Metaltalin, you can't take away four daughters from the sons. Even though usually we hold like Rebbe against his friends, when Rebbe argues the friends, we hold like Rebbe. So here we should go like him and say that we will take from it, when it comes to Metaltan, we will take from the sons for the well, from the daughters for the sons for the daughters from the sons. Still, here we take from the real estate and not from the movable objects. Whether it's for the ketubah, or whether it's from the mezonot, or whether it's from the parnasa. Okay, we're going to start the new Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, Let's say a husband did not write a ketubah for his wife, even though he was supposed to, and of course he shouldn't have done that. And then he divorces her. Bitula, had she been unmarried when he married her in the first place, time, she still has the right to collect the two, 200 zoos. Almanan, if she was a widow the first time he married her. Mana, she's entitled to collect 100 even without a ketubah. Because it's a condition of Betin to get married. And therefore, it doesn't make a difference if you have the ketubah or not. Either way, You have to pay it anyway. Let's say if you had a case where the guy 
wrote in the in the in the kitubah. He wrote a kitubah this time, and he changed it. He says, "I'm going to give you this field if I ever divorce you or get you get widowed, and the field is only worth a hundred, and she's entitled to two. Tachamatayim zuz." And he writes that this field will be in lieu or in place of the 200 Zeus. Or he doesn't write that all my properties that I have will be responsible for your ketubah, which means that you could collect from them to get your ketubah. You still have to pay from any of your other properties the full 200 Zeus, and you can't say, well... I designated a certain field. Doesn't make a difference because it's a tenai betin. Another case. Lo katav If he didn't write her, im tish tabai afarkinach vaotvinach leile into. If he doesn't write in the ketubah the following words that if lo alenu she gets captured by pirates, afarkinach I will redeem you. And I will bring you back to me as my wife. And if she was a the wife of a Kohen, then of course, if she's captured by pirates, she'll be Asur on her Kohen husband. And therefore, the Ketubah would read that I will redeem you and return you to your country, meaning to your father's house. Still, even though he didn't write those things in the Ketubah, Chayav, he still is responsible to redeem her. Shoot tonight, Betim, because that's one of the conditions of Betim to get married. Nishpit. If she gets captured, Chayavata, he has to redeem her. What if he tells her, Let's say after she's redeemed, he sends her a message that says, Listen, here's your get, and here's your kitubah money. Use your kitubah money to redeem yourself. Ena Rashai. He's not allowed to do such a thing. Why? Because he accepted when he married her to redeem her. And he's already chayav to redeem her. And therefore, that chayav to redeem her doesn't go away by divorcing her. You are chayav to redeem her. Lakta, if she got sick, chayav he has to cure her. He has to pay for doctors. If he tells the sick wife, here is your divorce and your ketubah. You can use your ketubah money to cure yourself. Rashai, he's allowed. Now, why is this allowed? This is not so simple. Really, it should be the same idea. You were obligated to uh, cure her when she was married to you. So now that she got sick, how are you allowed to just tell her to just divorce her and tell her to do herself? It should be the same thing as if she got captured. So there's a few different answers for this. One of the answers is that each day you have to take care of the needs of that day. Um, so in other words, when she's captured, there's one price to redeem her. It's not like a long series of prices. But when it comes to um, doctor, uh, doctor bills, usually there's a... a, a, a a succession of doctors. So you have to pay the first one, but then tomorrow's you don't have to pay yet now. And therefore you can just divorce her and let her deal with her own problems the next day. Because you're not to stay married to her forever just because she's um, sick. On the other hand, redeeming, once she's captured, the price, the full, the full price is ready right then in your chayav right away. According to this, 
if there is a one-shot surgery that she needs, and she needs it right away, she would need it. He, he would need, not be able to get out of it, according to this. There's also another shot, but this is one shot that we could use to get through. Says the Gemara, Mani, that, that shot is the Shita Mikubetzet. Mani, who is the author of the Mishnah? Remeir, he to Remeir, the Amar Kola Pochet Leptula, Vatayim Ulamana, Mana, Halezu Bilatzut. From the fact that the Mishnah says that the woman gets the full 200, no matter what you wrote, it must be Remeir. <coughs> who says that if a person tries to do less than 200, then uh, his relations becomes relations of immorality. It's like a person, if it, because a person is not allowed to have a wife without a ketubah. The either be'udah, because if we're going to say that the Mishnah was the be'udah, Ha'amar, who says, so it can't be him. What, what does that mean? Because Rabbi Yehuda holds that a person is allowed to have a ketubah of less than 200. If he writes a 200 ketubah and she writes a receipt for 100 that I received 100 even though she didn't receive it yet. Or if, it's a, if she's a, a 100 girl because she's a widow and she writes a receipt for 50 and gives it to him, you know, they, could, they could technically be married like that. And he holds, basically, that a woman could mochel in a ketubah, right? To make it worth less. Now, since our Mishnah says that she always collects 200, that even though he didn't write a ketubah at all, that sounds like even if she's mochel, Right? And the mochila doesn't work. And therefore we see that our Mishnah can't be like a Behuda because according to Behuda, mechila works. And here mechila doesn't work because it seems like he didn't write a Ketubah, which sounds like she's being mochel. And yet it doesn't work. I said, no, but it can't be Remeir either. Because I'll show you about a different point that the Mishnah cannot be Remeir. How do you see the Mishnah cannot be Remeir? Ema Seifa, look at this Seifa. Seifa says... The guy wrote her a uh, field worth 100 instead of the 200. And he doesn't write that all my properties are, are on lien for your ketubah. He still has to pay the 200 from all his properties. And he can't say, no, I'm only going to give you that field. Right? Now that seems to atan the that goes according to, only according to the Bidah, who we said it couldn't be before. Why? Because he, he holds achrayut ta'ot sefer. If a person left out the fact that there's a lien on his property in the document, ta'ot sefer is a mistake, and we assume it's there and it automatically works. The Yerimeir, because he was a mayor, Hama, he holds. He holds that if a person leaves out the fact that there's a lien from the star, it's not a mistake, and it works. And therefore we see that if Yudah is the one who, who says that there's automatic achrayut, and not, not, Rabbi Meir. And yet we said before Rabbi Meir wrote to Mishnah, but over here, the, our Mishnah says that there's automatic achrayut on all his property. That sounds like Rabbi Yudah. How do we know? 
where's this quote of Yehuda and Rabbi Meir about uh, automatic lean? The Tanan we learned, Matzash Tarechov, if a person finds a promissory note, im, turn the page, if it says that there's a lien on the, on the properties in order to pay it, don't return it. Because may erroneously assume that um, it was not paid because it's extant, it must be not paid, and therefore they might take away property from someone who had bought it because the betin could take it away automatically. And if it doesn't write that there's a lien on it, then you can't return him because the betin can't use it to collect money from anyone who bought a property because since it doesn't mention that there's a lien, you can't take away from property that was previously sold by the borrower. So the case is like this. You have Ruvain who's borrowing money from Shimon. Now Ruvain also had property. That when he borrowed the money, he owned the property. And during the term of the loan, he sold the property to somebody. Now, Betin is a machloket, whether Betin could collect from that property. In case Ruvain doesn't pay Shimon, could Shimon go collect the property from the guy who, from the buyer? So we said that since Betin, according to Tanakama, since Betin can collect money from the buyer, so if you find a lost document, don't return it, because maybe it was already paid. And by your returning it, they're going to take away this stuff from the buyer illegally. But if it doesn't mention that you could go and have a lien on the property, then you should return it because Betin will not collect with it. That's what Mayor's words. The rabbi say, don't return either one because Betin automatically has a lien. So we, in our case, we also said that the Ketubah automatically has a lien on all his property. So it sounds like Resha in the beginning will be Meir, but safe in Rebuda. And then this Rebuda doesn't seem to fit. And if you tell me, the whole thing is Rebuda. And Rebuda, really, it's all Rebuda. And the reason why, um, and the reason why in this Sefer, the, 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 the properties are. Have a lien, even though you didn't write a kitu, uh, uh, you didn't write a hayut, and Rameir doesn't hold like that. It's because Shali Rameir ben Ketuba al Shtarim by 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 a, a Ketuba, Rameir is stricter and says it automatically works, but by a regular document it doesn't work like that. I'll show you that Rameir does not differentiate. Me Shalim, does he really differentiate? Vatanya, we learned in the bright Chamisha. There's five types of debts. Which you could only collect from from property that hasn't been sold, but once the property has been sold, you cannot collect with this stock with with this debt from the from the someone who bought the property. these are them. Perot perot. Okay, if you have a case of perot, the fruits v'shevach perot, or um, someone who worked to better the fruits. For example, let's say you have a guy who stole a field and sold it to somebody else. Now that buyer who bought a stolen field, uh, he planted the field and fruit came out. Or there was already fruits growing and he, um, he pruned it and made the fruits come out better. Right? And now the guy who's stolen from comes and takes it away 
takes away the fruit, takes away the, the, the field from the buyer. Now, the buyer has the right to go to the thief who sold in the field and get his money back. Now, he doesn't, he doesn't pay to the guy, only he, the, the bottom line is that the thief only has to pay him for uh, his expenses, but not for the actual thing that goes up. So now, when he goes back to the thief to collect his stuff, he could collect for the stolen, let's say he bought a field for a million dollars. Bought the stolen field for a million dollars. Now he goes back to the thief and he tells the thief, let me have my million dollars back. And the thief says, well, I had a million dollar field, but I already sold it to Mr. Mr. C. Halakha is he could go get that field from Mr. C in order to get back his million dollars that he paid erroneously for the field because it was stolen. But the money that he put in for the fruits, for, to, to, make, to plant fruits, or the money that he put in to um, uh, prune the fruits, that he doesn't get only from, from stuff that he has, only from stuff that he has and not from other stuff, not from stuff that was sold. Another case B, if a guy accepts that he's going to uh, give parnasah to his stepchildren, right? They, since he agreed to do it, he's going to have to pay, it, pay for it, but only from, from property that he owns and not from property that he sold. If we get chov, or any document that has no lien written in it, or any ketubah that has no achrut. So you see from here that a ketubah of a woman, a ketubah of a woman is the same thing as a as a get chov, and both in both cases in the bright it seems like they're the same. Now who said that's Ramir? So it says the Gemara. Man shamali, who do we hear the Amar achrut left out of him? Who said that when you left out in the document? That there's a lien, it's not a mistake, and there is no achriut. That's your mayor. And that's what this, this opinion says. Viktani, Ketubatisha, and it mentions Ketubatisha is the same. So we see that a mayor equates Ketubatisha to a regular document. So we have to come up with an answer. This is my Ebite Amir, a mayor, the Ebite Amir, Huda. If I want, I could tell you that our mission is all a mayor. And if I want, I could tell you it's all a Huda. Ebite Amir, Huda, we start with the last one. If I want, I could tell you that it's really Rabbi Huda, who says that there's an automatically. And he'll tell you, Hatam over there when when Rida says that the man could lower the ketubah. That's talking about katvalat kabalti. That's because she wrote that I accepted it and she was Mukhel. Over there, he there's a difference between whether in the case where he she writes, I accepted it. So there was a ketubah, but she said that she accepted it. That's okay. That's different because you didn't go against the rabbis who said to make a ketubah. But if you didn't write anything, you went against the rabbis, then you automatically get it. That's the way you could save the Mishnah's Rebuah. So if so, when we said in the Sefer that if you didn't write it, that all your property 
is mishubad, still it works. That's, you chayav, you chayav to pay, but it doesn't mean you chayav to pay from the property that was sold, you have to pay from property that wasn't sold. So if the guy, if the guy who wrote the ketubah has property, then we can collect from that property. But it doesn't mean that if he sold the property, we collect from that property, and we'll say it's your mayor. Okay. Now the Mishnah says, what happens if the guy didn't write that I'm going to redeem you? It automatically works. Amar Abu Adeshmuel, Eshe Sil Shinensa, Asura Lebala, Chayshin Shema, Tchilata, Be'on of the Sofa Belaton. Okay, we're talking about a girl who was forced to have relations if she was a married woman. So Halacha is according to Abu Adeshmuel that even, not only the wife of a Kohen, but even a wife of Yisrael, she's only allowed to have She's only allowed to go back to her husband if she was forced. But we're worried that maybe in the middle of the relations she was enjoying the relations, and therefore even the beginning she was forced. In the end, she was happy. And therefore, she'll become a surah and a husband, so we won't let her go back to her husband. That's according to Avodah Shmuel. Etve Rav Avodah Shmuel. So Rav asked Shmuel's father, Im tishtabai. In the, in the text of the Ketubah we write that if you get captured, I will redeem you and, and take, take you back as a wife. How could you say that according to you? Ishtik. So the father's rule was quiet. Kari rab ale devod shmuel salim atsuba milim Basically what he's saying is they held back the words and we could put a spoon in your mouth. What could have you said? He could have answered this different when she's captured, which means the rabbis. It's different when you're captured, and we don't know if you had relations, and and we're just assuming that you have relations, and therefore that's different than a case where we know she had relations. So Avu the Shmuel is telling you when we know she had relations, we have one safek. Did she enjoy it? Did she not enjoy it? And therefore, since we're worried that she might have enjoyed it, we have to say no. By the Shemuel, there's two Sefeqot. Sefeq number one, did they have relations altogether? We assume you do, but we don't know for sure. And second is, maybe she didn't enjoy it also. And therefore, with the two things, we're allowed it. And therefore, Avod Shemuel could have answered that question, but he didn't. So according to Shemuel's father, what's the case where she'll be allowed to her husband? If the witnesses say that she was yelling from beginning to end, that's the only case that she's allowed. But in a regular case where she's not yelling, we don't know according to Avodah Shmuel, and therefore should be Asur. He argues on says, he sochato mutert maitama yatzal abache. Rava says, "No, we don't look at it like that. We say that even if she started off be honest, in the end she was happy. Not only was she happy, but even if she said when people come to save her from him, she says, leave him, because if he didn't, if he didn't ask me, I would have hired him to do what he's doing to me now." So she clearly said that she's happy with what he's doing. She's still mutar. Because Yetzirah got, got the best of her. Right? 
But that doesn't mean that you that there's an honest because we go by the, according to Rava, we go by the beginning. So it's a real very very polar opposites according to Avod Shmuel. We not only don't we go by the beginning, even if we don't know otherwise, we assume that there might be a ratzon and we go and we make her asur. Over here we go by the we go by the beginning, even if she specifically tells us otherwise. Tanya kavatei Rava. We have a brighter that supports Rava. It says v'hilonet basan she wasn't grabbed asura then she's asur, meaning if she has relations by Sota and she wasn't forced, then she's asur. Hundred possible if she was grabbed, more than she mutar. Right? There's another woman. Even though she wasn't grabbed, so the fact that it says, that means that she can't be grabbed, but there's another lady who could not be grabbed and still be mutar, and that's this lady who the beginning was against her will and the end was with her will. Tanya either we have another brayta v'hilon etbasa asura hanetbasa but if she was forced muter shmutal v'yeshcha achel she'av habishin etbasa asura ve'ezuzu eshet kohen. There's another according to this pshat the other woman who even though she's grabbed is still asura, which is different than what we said before. That's the wife of a kohen. Amar bihuda mashmul mishumir mishmael v'hilon etbasa and she wasn't grabbed. If she wasn't grabbed and she had relations asura she's asura hanetbasa but if she was grabbed muter shmutal. Another woman, even though she wasn't grabbed, she's mutar. This is a woman who got married with a tenai. In the end, the tenai didn't work. Let's say a guy got married to a girl, and he's on condition that I uh, jump up and down ten times, and he get he couldn't he couldn't fill the tenai, he couldn't jump up and down. So it turns out that they weren't married, even though even though they had relations. At that, at the time, she's still mutar to her husband. Why? Because now, of course, she's mutar to her husband. She didn't do anything wrong. But let's say she sinned with somebody else while she was maybe getting married, and then she didn't get married. She's mutar. She could go out without a get because there's no kiddushin, and therefore. Um, She's like a single girl who sinned, who's allowed to get married. Amar Rabbi Huda, Hani Nashi Diganvi Ganvi. These women who get stolen by the robbers from their husbands, Shiran the Gubrayo, they mutar to the husbands afterwards. Amir Rabbanan, the Rabbi Huda, the rabbis of Rabbi Huda, what do you mean? We see that they bring their bread, right? So you see that they're happy there. If they're cooking for them, that means they're happy. So how can they be mutar? So Rabbi Yudah answers, They do that because they're scared. But how could you say that? We know that they send them arrows during during the during the the battles, and you see that they're happy. There's no they're doing that for fear. Vadai shavkinu Asirin. However, if they let them go home and they go on their own to the thieves, then they become asur to the husbands. So according to this, the only time they're asur on their husbands if they voluntarily join their captors. What they call Stockholm Syndrome. Says the Gemara, 
מלכות המלכות. Oh, sorry. Tanur Rabbanan, we learned in the Brayta, Shivui Malchut, a woman who gets captured to the king, which means that the king takes her to have relations. Haran Kashuin, she's like a, a taken by pirates, and she's mutar to her husband. Ginuve Lisetot, a woman who gets taken by thieves. And Am Kashuin, they're not like captives, and they're asur. I thought we learned the other way around that if you're captured by the king, it's Asur, and captured by a, a, a Ganav, it's Mutar. Okay, so we say Malchut, when you're Malchut Achashverosh, that everyone knows you're not going to be his wife, right? Right? And he. And she doesn't want to be with him, therefore she's mutar. And when you Malchut Ben Netzer, who is the head of a certain, he, he that's, this guy Ben Netzer started a rebellion, and he ruled a few towns. And the woman thinks over there that she's going to really be his queen, then it would be Asur. Listut alistut lokasha. This about the thieves and the thieves is not a question. Ha ben One is talking about ben where it's asur. Ha and regular ones is mutar. U ben says the Gemara. U ben netzer hatam kare lemelech v'hatam kare lesim. Why do they call him once a king and they call him a, a thief? In the Gabbai Chashrosh, regarding Chashrosh, he's a lesim. He's just a thief. Why? Because um, because he's not a full. Regular, full-fledged monarchy. He just ruled a few cities. Like Abel Esteem de Alma, but as regard to a regular robber who hides in the forest, Melchu is like a king because he actually ran a little country. And therefore, he's a little bit of robber and a little bit of king. Okay, we're going to stop here at the bottom of the page. Amen, amen.